Welcome to Inside the Pipe, the industrial refrigeration podcast that covers the work, lifestyle, and hazards of a career in natural refrigeration, where we love the smell of ammonia and hate the smell of sulfur. Here's your host, Joshua Reese. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Inside the Pipe. I'm your host, Joshua Reese, and thank you for listening to my voice. I've got a pretty long-winded podcast today, so I'm going to keep this a little bit short. Um, The guy that I'm interviewing is probably one of the most interesting refrigeration guys that I have ever met. Um, he can be a little bit difficult to understand. He has a very thick English accent. Um, but this dude is seriously knowledgeable. Um, he's got a lot of really cool stories. I just had an absolute blast film or, uh, recording this. Um, so, you know, we're just going to go ahead and get into it. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. Simon. Clark with us. Simon, what's going on, buddy? Okay, yeah, you? All good? I'm doing awesome. Good. How's the uh, weather treating you up there? Yeah, it's uh, getting a bit cold. It's been it's been like 60-odd today. It was nice. And then uh, all of a sudden, the sun goes down and the temperature drops. And we've got snow forecast for Friday. So New Hampshire weather for you. It's bloody strange. Yeah. yeah how much snow are you getting? Uh, we haven't had too much. We had, a, we had a good dump of about 18 inches maybe two weeks ago. Oh, and the lake shit. was frozen, and there was all the kids and everyone playing out in the lake, and that freaks me out a bit as well. There's people putting like ATVs on the on the lake and everything. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, crazy. And yeah, games of ice hockey going on, and the next minute the bloody sun's out and it's half gone. So it's strange. Is it? Is it all gone? Like, is it still the, the ice? Yeah, yeah, you can't walk on it now. So there's still bits of ice, but the sides have gone. But literally, maybe a, a week or so ago, it was 12 inches thick. The ice is like solid. They're like, oh. So there'll be guys having meetings on the lake and like ATVs everywhere, and I think it's great wow. for me. I just like watching it. Yeah, the kids playing ice hockey together, and but it freaks me out a little bit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one for like walking on ice. It's me <laughs> no, it's but it's, but it's a lovely, lovely spot. It's a lovely, lovely place in the states, and the, I'm enjoying the states. It's good. I yeah. didn't realize how big it is. This country's massive. Yeah, yeah, most certainly. And and New Hampshire is is probably one of the most beautiful states that you could be in. Yeah, it's nice. I'm trying. I'm trying my best to get around, but it's uh, it's lovely. I'm lucky. I'm very, very lucky. Yeah, you probably work too much to go driving around looking at stuff, don't you? Um, lots. I try to make the weekends. I try to um. I try to make the weekends as as pleasurable as it can be with the wife and sometimes with the kids and that. And the kids are old now, but I still like to to mess around with them and go and do things. So. You know, it's um, I like to go to drive into Vermont, so drive up to Maine, and and you know, there's there's loads of lovely places, and I, I like um, because I'm from Liverpool originally, I like the old ports, and and you know where the business started to generate from there. Obviously, yeah. the first settlers that came into the states came in from the, you know New England and came in there, so I like all that kind of thing, and yeah. then looking to see if any of my family name was on the first ones over, and then uh-huh. blame them. Yeah, I still can't believe we lost. Yeah, I still can't believe we lost the war and had to get kicked. We got kicked out. I'm like, I can't believe we lost here. (laughs) I think it's because we were all dressed in red and you were all hiding in trees. Yeah. Well, what was that? The uh, Have you ever seen the movie The Patriot? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that whole. I don't know how true that movie is, but it, it was probably one of my. 
I, I like historical movies like that. And, and I really, and no matter how crazy Mel Gibson, you know, gets or how yeah. they, they make it, he's still a good actor, man. He's that good. Was, yeah, yeah. He's got a ton of great movies. That it I've was good. That everything that film as well. And you cry one minute and laugh at the next. And it was, yeah. it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like it's just like taking off with a cannonball or something. You're like, what? Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's going to leave a mark. <laughs> yeah, it was a super, yeah, it's sad. Like with him, I mean, again, I don't know if that's a true story, but him losing his son like that and stuff like yes. I could most, you know, he turned into a pacifist and, yeah. and then, uh, you know, but that would be one way to get me out of yeah, my, I, you know, I, I, I still, the world's gone crazy now, hasn't it? And when you think about it, um, you know, I'm from, from the UK and all that. We're, we're a tiny little island, but we were ruthless years ago. We were yeah. having, what were we doing over here? What were we, what do we think we were doing? And yeah. then what were we doing in, like in the Middle East and what were we doing in Persia and things? We, you know, we, the British Empire, crazy considering yeah. we were only such a small country, but obviously I, I put that, that down to engineering. Yeah. You know, our engineering skills were always, was always top. So we were turning up with guns and we were fighting with, with like, yeah. you know, sticks and stones. And we're like, this is not going to end well for you guys. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, but I still, you know, it's it's all in the past, and I, and I, I, I like to, I like to move forward and go forward, but I still can't understand what we were doing here or what we thought we were doing. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, but then I still can't believe we lost. I'm like, come on, if you're gonna have an, if you're gonna have an effort, guys, come on. <laughs> well, so. it's hard to, to yeah. it's hard to invade anybody's country, right? Yeah, so true. there's not, especially if you've got the population like what we have, yeah. or like with China and stuff like that. Like people talk about China invading here. I'm like, dude, we're not invading there, and they're not invading <laughs> yeah. here. You know, you know there's, there's things like even now going on, and, and I'm, I'm not political at all because it doesn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've made the decision early on. If it doesn't affect my life, and my day will be the same. I get up, I love work, I go to work, I go home. Yeah. That's I don't. I've never voted. I don't yeah. care to vote. I'm not. So I kind of like I'm looking at it now, going, why we shouldn't be the certain bears we shouldn't be poking. Don't poke yeah. a bear. Yeah, and, and I, I, I just hope it all gets sorted and. I just, I'd love everyone to just get on because there's, yeah. there's enough, there's enough bad, crazy shit in the world. Yeah, no shit. Extra, extra stuff going on, but we'll see. Yeah, there's too yeah. much turmoil. Like everybody's yeah. fighting everybody. Like there's yeah, not. But I, I take, you know, I, I, don't, I just told you I had a heart attack in June, so my life is, my life perspective on life has changed a little bit. Yeah. Um. So kind of now, each time I get a bit of wind in my chest, I think I'm dying again. So it's the metal <laughs> side. <laughs> the metal side's cracking me up a little bit. But it's like, you know what, it's just, look, let's just all try and get along. The COVID business, I landed just as the COVID went crazy. That yeah. freaked me out a bit. That freaked me out. Oh, yeah, for sure. My dad, yeah. both, I, my stepdad and my biological father died of COVID. No. Yeah, oh, I'm awful sorry. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't you know that freaked me out when I first because and then I made the mistake of watching that film as a contagion or something like that. I made the mistake oh. of watching that and, and, and how it started. I'm going, Oh, here we go, we're all gonna die. That's it, we're all yeah. finished. Yeah, so I mean, that probably is a different outlook. Yeah, we're probably, I mean, if, the, if anything would take us out, it probably would be some kind of like biological something, war something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So I've got to be honest, I'm, I got the jabs. I was I was throwing women and kids behind me to get to first in that queue to get the jabs. I was to getting get jabs in my arm. I, yeah, I was, I was getting them in. Yeah. yeah. Over the years, I, I've got I, things. I, I had my aunt. So, I mean, I well, I'm also young, right? And I take care of myself. So I think that one thing that really plays into it, which I think that the that America doesn't do a good job at is pushing health and wellness 
And, 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 and that's a massive thing. Like we, we eat all this bullshit. I've been a tech. I've spent my, I've spent years popping a, a 20 ounce Red Bull in the morning, eating yeah. McDonald's breakfast, eating McDonald's lunch, eating McDonald's dinner, and then, uh, and probably a Red Bull in between there. Yeah, smoking cigarettes like a, like a fucking train. Yeah. And I, I didn't, we, when I started taking care of my health, I stopped getting sick. Yeah. You know, and it yeah. and it really is a big, you know, they they your your health is important, and it's when massive. There's, it's yeah. massive, yeah. Since June, I've lost the at the end of June. I had the heart attack at the end of June, and I wow. lost a hundred pound since then. So that's making me feel better. Nice, congratulations! Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I Me, mean, Willie's yeah. looking bigger. I forgot I had one. But that's, <laughs> 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 but that's yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was um so I've had to, I've had to like but there's only so much chicken and rice you can eat. I mean chicken and brown rice true. and like blow this. That's but I've so funny. To, yeah, I've had to I've had to do it. Yeah. Um, that's that's my main go to is chicken, rice and broccoli. That's what I meant. Chicken <laughs> yeah. rice just, yeah. But I've it does get old. fish there, but no, normally I'd be a steak guy, so I've laid off the red meat and laying off the, the cakes and buns and things, yeah. you know. But, but, um, but I just I just blew I, I had a back operation years and years ago and I just bloomed up. I've actually bloomed. I've always been big, but I just yeah. bloomed up, and then you just you just lose track of it, and it's crazy. And then going to site, you're trying to go up ladders, and you're blowing yeah. up your backside. Yeah, yeah, it's not and good. you can't see it like when it's no. when it's you, and it's and you're changing little bit by little bit every yeah. day. Like you don't see it, and before you know it, you can't see your dick anymore. You can, you, yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> honestly it was. Uh, I, I I'm convinced I I grew up with one of those. You know those fun house mirrors that are caved because I didn't look at myself and say, "Oh, I'm one fat bastard, me." I didn't. I didn't <laughs> yeah. do it. I yeah. didn't. I thought it looked great. I was like, "Yeah, I'm all right." The big fan yeah. is okay. Yeah. And then uh, it turns out it wasn't. So I had the, I had the <laughs> yeah. And this, and you can, depending on how much you take on, the stress of this shit can get to you. Yeah. I mean, me, my nature, my nature's always been a little bit, um, very, very proud of what I do. And me, my nature since I was young has been, as I said before, my fight or flight response is is, is really. I haven't got the flight part. Yeah. So everything I've ever done has always kind of been the fight, and and and, and that gets you that way. But it also yeah. drives you on. It also gives you a goal, and and because you're like you, you're like, well, yeah, I'll do that. Like, yeah. It's kind of a, it's a different thing than than so. But it does put, put pressure on you. Yeah. When I went it, in, me me blood pressure was two hundred and forty five over a hundred. Yeah, over hundred and ninety five. I was shitting myself. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, stress is a big thing. A lot of people and and your body can't recognize the difference between physical stress and mental stress. So no. if you're doing both of them, like because this can be a very stressful job. Yeah. Um. So if you're doing that and you got shit going on elsewhere in your head, that's why I. That's really one of the reasons I. I used to be one of them. Uh, guys that that got really uptight about politics and I realized that I was getting mad like I would be reading something on Facebook and I would be fucking livid yeah and I'm like and, and finally I was like why am I doing this to myself like why yeah. why am I stressing myself out for something that does like you said does not affect my life it may to a certain extent, but if yeah, it doesn't yeah. directly affect your life, move yeah. the fuck on. It is. Don't, that's what I'm like. You know, I, you know, taxes and things like that may change a little bit, but at the end of the yeah. day, you get used to it. You get used yeah. to paying a certain price for a for a pint of milk. You get yeah. used to paying a certain price for a pint of beer or a, yeah. whatever it is announces. You know, yeah. you, you get used to that. So, but why you get stressed out about it, and then it, I, I just feel like my, my life's going to carry on as long as my family's okay, as long as I'm yeah. okay. I love what I do. So work has never been 
never been a problem. So I can I can get up in the morning. I can honestly say, thirty five years I've been doing this now. There's not one day I've, I've woke up and I thought, shit, I've got to go to work. Now, yeah. there's days you come home and you go, that was a shit day. <laughs> but it doesn't stop me getting up the next day to say, yeah. we'll go again. Because you've got variety, because you're meeting nice people, because you're doing challenging jobs, because yeah. you're texting, you're testing the mind and you're looking yeah. at things and so, okay, this is the problem today. What's the best solution for this? Yes. And tomorrow, it'll be totally different. Yep. Totally, totally different. And mm-hmm. that's what I like. That's what I do. You know, I like the analytical side of things. I like the mathematical side of things. I like the, the problem solving kind of things. Yeah. I'm not into the, the arty. That's, that's yeah, not me. Yeah. It's <laughs> not me. You know, it's um, in saying that I take a pride in how I put a pipe in and things like that. I get, yeah. I get pissed off if I, if, I, if I look at a pipe and you see like 10 discharges in a row and all that, they should be straight. And yes. if I'm standing there looking and one of them's pissed out the way, I'm going, oh, that's yeah. going to wind me up. Yeah. You know, because I know for a fact, if I come home, if I come home and put the TV on the wall and it was pissed at an angle, yeah. my yeah. wife would say, get that fucking thing straightened now. <laughs> so, so and, and, and you do it. So yes. me, that goes into me working life. If someone's taking the time to put the pipe in, put it in fucking right. Put it in yeah. straight. Um, yeah. So that, and that, but that, but that brings stresses that shouldn't really stress you. It yeah. shouldn't really, but it does. That is true, right? But that's a good – that. so what I've found is like – so driving is another thing that stresses me, right? So if somebody I, – I don't know why, but it is. But I find that those times that uh, now – I appreciate those stressful times, like even small stuff that would aggravate me because it gives me a chance to practice being calm. So I can recognize when I start getting these feelings in my chest and starting to get pissed off, I can say, oh, this is a trigger right here. And that's just an opportunity to be able to control yourself. Yeah. You know, and and you've got to practice doing that, especially if you, you know, you you fly off the handle. You know, yeah. you've got to be able to practice to control yourself. So I've, I I've struggled with that part. I've got to be honest, I've struggled with that part. But partly because the situations, because of your work experience and the positions you have, you may be put in a more senior position. Yeah. Merited because, you you know, you're, you're doing certain things and you're, you're running jobs and everything. So your position's merited. But other people don't see it as that. Yeah. Well, when my view was like, well, okay, I don't, who, 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 who the fuck are you? You know, who, who you t- talking to, and that, and and it's wrong. But but it's, you, you have to try and deal with that. I'm getting better now. I'm getting older, and I'm getting better now. And um, I try, I try. Partly because my family, um, yeah. my dad's, my dad's work ethic was spot on. Dad yeah. worked shifts and everything else. So work ethic's always been good. Uh, made a load of mistakes, loads yeah. of mistakes. Um, but I've loved it. Loved every second. Thirty-five. I've been coming to this for me thirty-six year now, and I've uh, and, and I've loved it. There's ne- there's not a day goes by that I don't think okay. And and as I said, obviously earlier on, it's it, I love the industry, and and the industry needs characters, and the industry needs to develop because if it's not for these these us going forward now, where's the new cohort coming from? Where are the new these new engineers? And we need to somehow pass on to the to the youngsters coming through that. College isn't the answer for everything. Yeah, there's, there's, there's other paths which can give you other opportunities in life. And yeah. this industry, even when you're dead, someone's got to keep you cold for a few days, otherwise you stink up the <laughs> joint. Yeah. So it's so it's it's it, you know the industry is is is, is not, people not not aware of where refrigeration's used. If we can try and pass that on to some youngsters coming through, and they may they may struggle with sitting and doing exams. They may struggle with certain parts of schooling. But if you yeah. can show them, look, this path is here, 
And I'm going to show you how much fun I've had over the years and all the stories that I've got and the places that I've seen. And yeah. even a handful of kids gay. I want to do that. That's what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. And I think that's the only way that the industry is going to, to develop. So let's do this. I want to, we've, we had a conversation earlier and I, I desperately want to get into your past and, and how you got in, because I mean, you've probably got one of the coolest backgrounds that I've ever heard. So can we go over that? Can we go yeah. over like how you got into it? Where, yeah. where you been? So I started, uh, I was lucky enough to, I've kind of, as we spoke about, I fell into the job. I had a couple of offers. One was industrial separators and one was uh, like electricians. And, and then I got offered this refrigeration job by a small company. Didn't really do, done some industrial, but not a lot. And they'd done more like heavy commercial stuff. But I went to see the, the owners, two great guys. Um, and they kind of said, look, you come in here, you'll, you'll, we'll, t- we'll give you a trade. You'll be on the tools. You'll learn to be a, a, t- a technician, a refrigeration engineer, uh, good at thermodynamics. You'll have to be a pipe fitter, a welder. You'll have to do all that kind of different things. Mm-hmm. And I went, that's fun. And you'll work all over the country. So... I kind of embraced it. So at a, at a very early age, I was designed, I, I kind of, every day I would, I'd be a pain on the backside to the text. So I'd say, well, why, why am I fitting this valve today? And yesterday I was fitting a different, it looks the same, but it's kind of different. It's a different way around. I'd want to know, I'd want to know everything about that valve. Yeah. And the, the, the inserts from the magazine, or you know, from the boxes, the box of instructions and that, I'd keep them. So my yeah. home was full of them, refrigeration books, question. If the, if the tech could write something down, I'd steal it, keep it, read it. So <laughs> I was really keen on, I wanted to know why the pipes were bigger. Works yeah. the same. Fundamentally, one end sucks, one end blows. Fundamentally. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that so big? And how do you dictate that that's so big? And this one's so small, but it does the same job. So I always mm-hmm. wanted to know that. So by the time I was 19, probably 19, 20, I designed my first industrial plant, so to speak, and then put it in. And then from there, it just kind of took off. So I was working for a couple of smaller companies that got poached to go to a bigger company, and then, then that got bought by, it's like four, and I got bought by Sabro, which got bought by another company, which got bought by JCI and those kind of things. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and with that, my positions went up from being in the engineering to be a salesman, salesman, sales manager. You kind of roles yeah. developing. And then... I've worked, so even then, I was looking at jobs in Ghana. I was looking at jobs all over the place, and and then I got an opportunity to go to to go and work in the Middle East. So I went with uh, JCI to the Middle East, and but at the at the time, JCI had just changed, and they kind of wanted me to be like just doing um, just doing offers and things to sit and punch numbers into the into the the, the software. Yeah, and then say to someone, "You need this compressor. You need that." That's not me. I'm a I'm a muck and bullets kind of guy. I want to yeah. go and meet people and do things. So a lovely man, a name of unfortunately he's passed now, but a lovely man called Wally Tahar, who was um, he he'd set up um an industrial side of in the Middle East, maybe thirty years ago at the time, mm-hmm. and he and he tapped into GEA's resources to bring their guys over. So he brought a very intelligent guy called Hans Reimacher over, real smart guy. And then um, he developed the industrial side, and he'd already offered me a job, but I decided I went with JCI because I thought it was easier. But these guys <laughs> said, look, we really want you to work with us. We really want So I, I said, what do you want me to do? He said, we want, I want you to run 20-odd countries. I want you to do all the engineering. I want you to do all the – get involved in everything. I was like, okay. So I went to kind of left JCI, went there, caused a bit of shit, typical of me. Um, <laughs> went there and loved it. So I was working with them, and I was, I was getting involved in the design and installation and commissioning of – 
over a over, between 100 and 150 compressors a year. Massive, Damn. massive numbers, massive numbers. And so typically in the UK, you'd, if, you know, if you sold a, a system with three compressors, four compressors, you'd be delighted. I was doing 12, 17, 22. And then, wow. yeah, mad, and, and, you know, up to, up to like $40 million, $50 million fridge jobs, massive things. And, and, and you kind of turn it up in the country and going, okay, peg out in the desert, be plant room, and I'm starting from this, and I've got to build this facility. So loved it, loved every minute. I, 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 was, I, was, I, I think at one point I had something like 16, 18 different projects on in different countries. I had like three wow. in Saudi, one in Qatar, one in Jordan, one in such and such. All over the place, and you'd have to travel. So the first year with them, I think I'd done 110 flights. Holy shit! Yeah, just from country to country, and yeah, I loved it. So I flew, as I said to you, I flew into Egypt, and I get a call to say, right, you've got to go to Syria, and I'd have to fly from Cairo and get stopped in the airport and saying, why? You've got a UK passport. Why are you going to Syria? Then I'd say, I'll oh, bullshit my way through it. <laughs> then land in Syria to get stopped in the airport in Syria, and uh, you're doing. And I've got to fix this fridge. And just an endless story after story after story. But I loved it. Character building, character building. Yeah. Been some right shitholes, proper shitholes. <laughs> but, um, but what I found overall is life's not what you see on the news. On the news, it's not. I've met yeah. some lovely, lovely people, and I, and that have really taken to me. And I've re- and they're like friends now and things like that. Really good guys. Nice. And with, you know, with land, with land in the middle of Saudi or something, and drive further north, and you so you sat in the car for hours, and we'd just be pissing ourselves singing Kenny Rogers songs and all kinds of stuff, <laughs> just laughing and doing all kinds of shit, and then and then and then selling a big fridge job, doing a fridge job. So the guy would go and the sales guy would go in, and I'd say, no, this is why we do this, this is why we do that, this this system's more efficient than this system, whatever it was. Yeah. And, and and getting to know, part of it is getting to know all the manufacturers. So I've worked with Sabro, Grasso, Frick, Stahl, Howden. And I and, and part of my background was to find out the differences in them all. I heard you talking to Don regarding balance pistons and Viltzers and things. There's a reason why they're in. There's a reason why Viltzers can only use VFDs on certain speeds because the balance piston stops working. There's loads of different things. If as an engineer, you know people's strengths or com- yeah. compressor strengths and compressor weaknesses, you should be able to sell based on, well, well, I know that this is better solution than that. And, yeah. and sometimes, depending on which hat was, whose hat I was wearing, I know that some of the Frick machines are gear-driven. The one, I think it's the 151s, 120s, yeah. 110s, whatever they are. They're a gear driven compressor. If I'm selling against that and the customer doesn't really know the advantages that it's not at its optimum tip speed, I'm going to use that. Well, they're saying it's running at 1450 and it's a four pole motor, whatever it is, but actually it's not. It's ripping around at 5000 RPM. Yeah. I'd use that against them, but actually it's a strength. As Frick, the Frick guys should be saying, we're at an optimum tip speed. That's what we're running at. That's a more efficient system. That's a better. Mm-hmm. You don't. The knowledge is not there to, to, to be able to differentiate between all these all these swept volumes, all these models to say, if I've got a certain duty at a certain temperature, that's the optimum swept volume to do that job. Yeah. And that's why I was I like Don, the way that Don was speaking to you and, and the tons of refrigeration stuff of that, that kills me still. But but What's if that? you understand where the swept volume comes from and the calculations yeah. for it and the, the stronger engineering that you have, it makes you a better salesman, it makes you a better tech. It makes you able to to, 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 to to say to a customer, this is why that's the best solution for you. 
Yeah. Now that knowledge is not there. There's some. There's a certain select few. The UK's got a few good guys. Um, I like the stars of this world. I like the GAs of this world. There's some of the Sabro guys, clever guys. Like to Derek Moore. There's Robert Unsworth. There's Steve Gill. There's the the Pearsons up in and for start. These guys are clever. Really, yeah. really clever. And that 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 is dying. I can see that is dying. The techs yeah. don't really understand what's going on in the system. And if you don't understand what's going on in the system, it becomes difficult to find faults. Yeah. We're so. having, I mean, there's a there's a big I mean, I'm sure y'all are seeing it right now too. We we don't have finding texts is it is d- extremely difficult, especially anybody that has any kind of technical ability. And and one of the things that I noticed, well, when I was growing up, they pushed college, right? Yeah. You you were a piece of shit if you didn't go to college. Yeah, that 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 kills me though. Yeah, and I, and I didn't. I had the funny thing was is that when I got into this industry. I was making, I started making way within three or four years, I was making more than all my friends that had degrees and stuff. And now I know for a fact that I met, you know, I'm probably one of, I, I completely shit the bed when it came to high school. I was a very hard headed. I, I had a lot of mental stuff going on. So I mean, I mean, I, I, it, it probably wasn't the best situation, you know, for me to be in, but like now, if I were to get, I guarantee I'm one of the, I probably got one of the best salaries out of anybody that graduated with me, you know, yeah, in high school. I, 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 I think, I think it was a generation thing because at the time, to go to college or university to, to get that degree, it kind of put you at a certain standing in, 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 in this is what your goal is. But people can make $20 million now watching someone play a game on fucking YouTube. Yes. So, yes. So, and then you're going, oh, okay, we can't all do that. And no. some kids don't don't thrive on the, you have to do an exam environment or you have to have this stress or they don't they don't mix well with other kids or whatever it is. Yeah. But there's there's a role for them. And, and if we can get the kids... Who, 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 who are greedy and hungry and wanting to learn and, and, and good at maths and good at physics. Do you know those kind of those yeah. kind of kids? We can get hold of them and say, look, forget your degree. You could spend four years coming out. You, you, you end up in debt up to your eyeballs, which you've yeah. then got to pay off. Yeah. You, you still haven't learnt anything because yeah. even you, you kind of brush up on, on certain things, but it gives you the ability to learn. I understand that. Yeah. But, but if you could spend concentrated five years under the under the, the stewardship or the wing of a, of a good tech or a good company who's going to say, if you pull out for me, I'm going to put every hour I've, every spare hour I've got and every bit of knowledge I've got, I'm going to put it into you. And I'm doing, I'm doing it to my kids now because yeah. my kids have made the decision to say, I'm following you, dad. So I'm yeah. saying, okay, if you give me, but don't bullshit. You've got to put the graft in. You've got to do that. You've got to do the work. If you spend four or five years with me, you're way on the wrong to having a successful future. Yes. Not not stuck with debt. Not not sure what path you still want to do. Yeah. I can't get over these. I call them like, like Mickey Mouse degrees. And I'm like, <laughs> you come out and you, what have you got a degree in? I've got a, a degree in, in fucking economics and German <laughs> and woodworking. And I'm going, what the, <laughs> fuck, what the fuck are you going to do now? Do you know what? You know, you don't see many of them you know, advertised in the paper. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, but, but if people don't know refrigeration and don't know what it can bring you, yeah. it's not even something they've considered. If, if you're the type of person who wants to go and look at the same four walls from nine to five every day, go and work in a bank. But yeah. I would be, I'd be topping myself after a week. I'm yeah. like, that's not, that's not me. No. But when I say, actually, I've worked in there. I've worked in, I've been to Brazil. 
I've been to the Far East, I've been to the Middle East, I've been all, all around North America, I've been all around uh, Europe. They're going, shit. And you're, you're just a fridge guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm just a fridge guy. But that that's not just because it's me. Yeah. Any fridge guy, any fridge guy worth the salt could virtually land in a country and say, I'm all right at fridge, and they will walk yeah. into a job. Yeah, yeah most certainly. Now, yeah. I've met some... I've met some guys and I'm thinking, how the fucking hell did you get here? I've met a few <laughs> of them. Um, yeah, but that, you know, that's life. That's yeah. life. Same with politicians in it. I'm going, how the fucking hell did you get that job? Yeah. But, <laughs> there's politicians in this in this field as well. You know, yeah, there's just, guys that politic yeah. and 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 work, work their way up the ladder that way. Yeah. I, I have just never, I, I don't, I've got to be able to stand on my own two feet. There's no yeah. way that I'm going to, you know, kiss ass or do. I mean, yeah. I understand that there's a time and a place for it. But at the end of the day, like I, my skill speaks for itself. I don't have, like, there's not. I'm not friend. I mean, I'm. I got a lot of friends, but being friends with these people didn't get me anywhere. But you know, my technical ability is what got me. It it does. You know, I I I used to I used to say years ago. I used to say I only need six friends to carry me when I'm dead. But then I put a load (laughs) of weight on, so I upped that to eight. So there was a couple of vacant spots. There was a couple of people. I was like, yeah, you'll do. You'll be able to carry me. But I'm, I'm under pound down now, so I'm back to six, I think. So the, like, got rid of the, the freeloaders have gone. I haven't got patience for them anymore. Yeah. Like, so it's it. But I love, I do. I love, I love work. I love having a laugh because you do it for so long. I get pissed off by people that it's obvious they're not enjoying work. It's obvious. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, yeah. oh, I hate this or it's well, change. Do yes. something else. You, you're yes. doing this till you retire or whatever. If you're God spares you and everything, yeah. do do something you enjoy. I don't care yeah. what it is, but make sure you enjoy it. Yeah, I'm That's just lucky that I found it. What's that? I'm just lucky I found it. I'm lucky I yeah. found it. The industry. I am. That's why I tell my kids all the time, which my son wants to get into refrigeration, which I'm completely supportive of it. But I've I've told him I said make sure. It, I don't. I don't want them getting into something to where they feel stuck. Like yeah. and and to where they're not happy and and I tell them I I don't give a shit if you want it like my son wants to be a professional gamer chances yeah. are slim to none but I tell him look if you're going to do that I got you need to put work into it got to put the work in yeah you've got to put the work in if you know it's no good saying I want all these I want the twenty million I want whatever it is but I'm only putting like a million dollars worth of everything or you know it's, it's not happening so and that's the same way I'm the same with my, my kids lucky enough I was brought up that way with my parents. Uh, my mum and dad have been, you know, get yourself up, get out to work, and, you know, and and and, and that's what I did. Um, so no one has to chase to see what I'm doing. I'm out working. I'm doing what yeah. I need to be doing, and 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 um, and going to plants and solving problems and t- trying to get sales and trying to develop customers and trying to develop knowledge, and and then I'll yeah. pass that on to the the, the youngsters and that, and I'll, I'll, I'll help anyone if I can. And if someone asks me a question and I don't know, I'll say I don't know, but I'll find out. Yeah. And then, but what I don't want is people taking the piss. Is yeah. where I know they're just treating it as, yeah, it's just a job. It's just a yeah. job. No, it's not. It's, yeah. it's more. It's more than that to me. So I've been very fortunate. I have. I've been very fortunate, and, and I think I've worked hard. I've made a load of mistakes. I've met. I've met a you know million million friends, and as I said yeah. before, I've met probably about ten pricks. And they are proper <laughs> pricks. The only issue is that the, the ones that are the pricks that make the biggest impact on your life. Yes. Um, they're the CEOs or the 
<laughs> yeah, they're the guys that are that are way up. That I mean, I've met quite a few too. Um, I, I've been fortunate, same way. I've had, a, I've got, I've got a lot. This is such a small, it, it, as big as it may be. It's also a very small network. Everyone so knows chance, everyone. Yes, yes. So, t- so that that's the that's the one thing that everybody should keep in the back of their mind whenever you're quitting somewhere or whenever you're even if you're having a conversation with someone you have no idea when the next time that person's going to turn up in your life and if you're yeah. in this industry it it can happen oh yeah it does yeah it does and i felt i felt foul to that because you know i've done things i don't you know i'm not proud of now and i thought like right i shouldn't have hit him i really shouldn't have hit him either and i shouldn't <laughs> have <hit> him. <laughs> and I, I was working in dubai and a guy come over and he said, hey, I was terrified to come to meet you. And I said, why? He went, I've heard stories about you and all that. And I said, well, go on and tell me, and I'll tell you if they're true. And they're like, did you eat that? Did you eat that? Hit that contractor on site? Well, yeah, that was me. Yeah, that was, that was me. <laughs> so, did you chase him around that table? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was for the reason. And then he said, but when you know you, you're all right. I said, yeah, you get to know me, I'm okay. But don't take the piss. Don't yeah. take the piss. It's not happening. Yeah, it's not. But I've kind of got away from that now. I've kind of got away, but I've done things in the past that I'm like, yeah, I oh, shouldn't yeah. have done it. Shouldn't I had a, done. I had to come home one time and tell my wife that I got fired. Um, yeah. And she did, and it was the exact same thing. Some, it was a manager that it was the service supervisor, and we were at this time. I was in resident or not residential, but commercial and industrial, hollow carbon refrigeration, so free yeah. on. And, uh, and we were doing this hotel and he didn't like something the way I, I had the guys do something. And he came up and he started putting his finger in my face and I, and immediately, you know, I started getting like my face just turned red. I started feeling that pressure in my chest. And I I was like, Hey dude, you're going to have to back up. I was like, you're not going to point your, and when I said that he went over there and he hit me right in the nose. And me, and that's the first thing I did is I swung on him. And then when I got to the house, I had to tell my wife, you know, because we, at this time we had two kids and um, she, I just told her, hey, you know, I got fired today. And when she asked me why and I told her she was she was livid, you know, yeah. she was like, how are you going to? I'm like, well, he, he touched my nose. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so, yeah. yeah. I had a bit, I had a bit of his finger off. I had, I'm telling yeah, I've been there. But it's, 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 it's youth, isn't it? And it's, and it's done. It, it's just people's nature. It is it people's is. nature. It's, it um, is. Yeah, it's but 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 also you know I, I I think I think I'm getting better now. I'm getting more mellow now, and and trying to be I just, trying to make every day so I get up and think, okay, how can I be better today than I was yesterday? Yes, and 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 does at the, my time of life now with fifty uh, fifty two now um, small gains. It's small gains. Whereas when you're younger, you can make a big. You can get a big yes. gain. Yeah. Now I'm looking for small gains. Of, can I be better at my job? Can I deal yeah. with? Can I deal with my peers better? Can I deal with clients better? Yeah. Can I deal with the wife better? Can I be a better husband? Can I be a better father? And yeah. and it's it's small gains. And if I get some, great. I don't know. I always plan to have them. I don't not say I always get them. If I get yeah. them, great. Yeah. And it's okay. It's small. And and, and 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 that's where I'm at now. I'm kind of yeah. I, I love more to do. Look it's back so- at my life and the jobs, and I'm like, I've put in jobs and not, you know the, the once in a lifetime jobs that people get. Yeah. I've had twenty of them. Yeah, twenty yeah. of them. I would love to get into that. What are some of the the projects that interested yeah, you? Like so what? Because because you're working in the Middle East, the Middle East, you know, the, the one thing they have got is money. So some of the countries have got money, plenty of money. Yeah. yeah. But the 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 developing countries, so they haven't got what tends to happen either in the states or in Europe is you'll have a food factory, 
and they'll say, well, we need a new spiral or we need a new freezer or we need a new cooler or we need a new screw chiller, whatever it is. Yeah. So you end up just adding on to things. But what's happened with the developing countries is that they've said, well, we haven't got anything. We were importing all this frozen stuff and we were importing, we don't produce anything. We don't process anything. Mm-hmm. So we want to do that now. So we want this factory. So you could turn up, I turned up in Cairo and it's okay, we're building this chicken slaughterhouse and, and, and a processing facility. 25,000 birds an hour. That's about half a million yeah. birds a, a day. From yeah. So you're building the plant from scratch. And it's and then obviously they have different slaughter methods. It's done halal. So there's, there's the certain things that they've got that they haven't got. and then so, so it's all done by hand. It's killed by hand and things. Mm-hmm. So you're building this facility. And it's like, okay, I've got 17 screw compressors on the processing part of the plant. I've got five screw pre- screw compressors on the, the storage part of the plant. I've got carton freezers. I've got spiral freezers. I've got screw chillers. I've got it. So you're de- designing the system from nothing, just from a figure 25,000 beds an hour. And, and you're building a facility. So that could take a year. Then there's be another one which is doing chicken, burgers, pizzas, frankfurters, whatever it is. You know, it's a... 50 minute fridge plants and HVAC, which is all combined into one ammonia system. It's a 40, 50 million dollar job. It took two and a half years to design it and build it. And, and uh, you know, you're talking, you're running big pipes, it's, you know, you don't weld them in a day. You know, yeah. it's, it's, and so going through that and dealing with, you know, you could turn on site and with all the contractors, there could be like 400 men on the site, you know, pipe yeah. fitters, insulators, electricians, cladders, whatever it is. Um, that brings its own problems. It brings its own health and safety issues. It brings its own things. But then you had done a job at the time. It was the, it was the it was the world's biggest CO two ammonia cascade system. But it's got it got it's beaten now by some of the Chinese plants. So that was for an ice cream facility. And and, and, and that, this thing was massive. Yeah. You know, sc- uh, screw compressors on the CO two side. Now normally your CO two for a, for a given volume or for a given duty, your your sweat volume of your CO two compressor could be ten times smaller than the equivalent ammonia compressor. Yes, so it yeah. tends to see small receipts. Yeah. We were putting screws in on the low side. That's how big the duties were. Damn. We were putting massive um, the cascade cooler was it was a, a big like a sort of ammonia spray chiller, really efficient, really really tight TDs, expensive, made from Europe. Um, so. It's like a big shell and tube, but it has ammonia pump on the bottom, sprays ammonia over the, the top of the tubes, get uses all the late and low, gets really efficient, dead tight TDs. That was the cascade yeah. side. Three of these monsters in the middle of the plant room, you know. So this this plant was took ages. I had to go to, to Europe to make sure the spiral freezers could cope with it, to make sure the, 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 the ice cream continuous freezers could cope with it. This is what we're going to do. This is how the system is. This is what we're using. So you get involved in all kinds of things and you're flying to Germany, then you're going to Denmark and then you're back to Dubai and then you're flying somewhere else. And just crazy times, but loved it. Loved every second of it. Made a load of mistakes. I thought, shit, I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? That's not, I mean, I, I do, I, I train in jujitsu now and like whenever I get tapped, so I consider that a failure, right? So it, it's, you, you can, if you, you can either be discouraged and crushed by failure, or you can look at it as what it actually is. And you just learned a way not to do something. Yeah. Right. There's not, you don't have to take it hard. You don't have to do any of that. You, if you failing is good, if you can take something away from it, Yeah. if you can physically look at it and, and have the, 
knowledge to say, oh, okay, well, now I know not to do this. And yeah. instead of letting it crush you, that's a, failure is, is one of the greatest things that happens to us. Yeah. And then, and, and, and through that, through the, all those failures, you gain experience, mm-hmm. which then you can hand down to the youngsters free. You're yep. saying to them, you don't have to make the fuck ups I made. Yeah. I'm telling you, don't do that. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is what's going to happen. Do this, and I'll explain to you why it's the right way to do it. Why yeah. that compressor's a better fit than that. Why you don't do whatever it is. Yeah. I'm giving you that for free. So yeah. as a youngster, I used to follow the guys, the lovely guy, uh, Rodney Robinson. He's like, he must be dead now. He's the old guy. Really, really clever. His business card was about four foot long when you put after all, the, <laughs> all the letters after his name. He had everything. Yeah. This guy was a, this guy was brilliant, and he was really old. And I'd walk around the plant with him, and he'd be going, "Oh, Simon, you know, telling me all stories and everything." And yeah. he'd, write a piece, he'd write a note down or a piece of paper. I'd take it and I'd keep it, and I've still got them now. So in my desk in work, I've got a calculation logbook from 1993-94, where I used to do all the calculations longhand. So I'd do um, evaporation rates, separation areas, all the size and vessels, everything longhand, because I see too many people put numbers into a computer. Yeah, you put shit in, you get shit out. Yeah, and I'd be going, that's that's wrong. And they're yep. like, how do you know? I said, because that can't, that shouldn't be that answer. But if you understand what where, where the maths comes in, working out your mass flows, working out what your enthalpy difference is, working out all those kind of things, yep. then then it, it follows a logic. Then and you can you can be able to say, right, that's wrong. That yeah. I'm getting liquid back to my compressor. Why I haven't got enough separation area in there? Now that doesn't mean the vessel's like full to the gunnels and it's about to spill over into the wet return. Yeah, but sorry, into the dry into the dry suction. But if if I don't slow that that vapor that down enough and I can't get those heavy molecules, the liquid to drop out, that yep. goes straight to the pipe. Most yep. people think you set the high level at eighty percent and it's like a bucket. It isn't. That's not what the yeah. that's not what the maths is. I've got yep. to physically slow it down to get that to drop out. So I'm getting dry vapor up. So what's my dwell time? What's my separation area? Two-way separation, four-way separation, single-way separation. What difference does it make to a vessel? What can yeah. I do with a pump? What I want to know all of that. So, yeah. so I could do that longhand, and I still do it. So my desk in work, calculations longhand, and everyone's like, can't you do that on a spreadsheet? I said, well, yeah, I can, but I just don't trust it. I do it, long, <laughs> I do it longhand. Um, it's just the, way of, just the way it was brought up. And and and, and I... Yeah, You're a dying just, breed. I think so. Yeah, I think so. There's still a few. There's still a few good guys left, but but I, I can. T- the times are changing. The they times are. aren't, and I don't want it to be. I want yeah. it to be like I listened to Ali's podcast the other day. I listened to Don. I listened to um, was it Paddy's and that. I, th- those characters, wh- when they go, and, and, and that's life. You go. I want to retire, and I'm going. Yeah. Wh- where are we going to go then? Where do where do we end up then? Where does it, as an industry do we end up then? And now yeah. I see that it's probably more important now because the world's gone a little bit freaking crazy, and people are starting to look at energy efficiencies and look at how they do things. If that the knowledge of how to do things right is dying, then we're going yeah. backwards. I yeah. still can't get my head around that we, we could fly to, to from New York to London in a few hours a few years ago. We can't do it anymore. Yeah. Concord's gone, so yeah. I'm going. Well, why, well, why, They're why bringing that back. I hope so. Yeah, they are. They they're you're talking about the yeah, it was a it's a 3-hour flight from New York to England. Yeah. And and I mean I've heard that they're I I saw something on Facebook anyways that says that they are bringing that flight back. You know, but that is true. Changed. The world's changed so much and and I want I don't know how we do it as an industry. What I find 
everybody's too much. And you know, I understand this business. I understand it's it's looking after yourself, and you got to look after your your company and everything else. Yeah. But the industry itself is going to suffer unless some of the knowledge and expertise and that starts to filter down to these young lads. So in yes. the UK, they had they had like a mentorship was done. So there were certain guys that put on to certain other guys with experience to learn. And, and, and I don't know how it's done or how we need someone needs to do it or who takes the reins of it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know an answer, but I know for a fact that I'm not seeing the numbers that I would expect to see to keep the industry going to where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, and 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 I, and I hope it does. I really do. And and I will do. I will. I will help anyone. I will help yeah. anyone. But don't take the piss. Yeah. Don't take the piss out of me. That's it. You know, you're on a rocky road with that one, like. It's, um, um, <laughs> but it's, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, do you know what? I've, I've worked. I've worked all over. I've worked. Yeah, so and I've you know, uh, pharmaceutical, petrochemical, oil and gas, offshore stuff, um, leisure, indoor ski slopes, ice. Yeah. So they had all kinds. Yeah, let's talk about that. The indoor ski slope. <laughs> yeah, not, not as, not as look, look magnificent. They look absolutely magnificent because, yeah. especially if you build them one in the desert, you're like, yeah. how the hell has he built this that? Was, where was this at? This was yeah, the, in well, I've done the one in Dubai. So the one in Dubai was built by Adidas before I got there, but I was involved for the one for Qatar, for the one in Saudi, for one in Cairo. So the the and I also looked at one when it was on my own for some in Singapore. Um, so. It's it's quite it's, it's kind of like a slopey ice rink basically. So you have to we have to maintain one temperature to do the the, the ice building. So when you're making the snow making, you're sort of you're snow making, you you've got a certain temperature. But that's a bit cold in Dubai. They thought that's too cold for everyone to come and enjoy <laughs> their day. So they raise the temperature a little bit during the day, and then they drop it tonight for the snow making. And wow. it's literally miles and miles of underground cold piping. Then we come out of the we come out of the floor. We go up to the coolers in the roof. We do the water for the snow cannons. And then we come down. It's just a big chiller. It's just an ammonia, and that's an ammonia, by the way. So we've got a, we've got a, um, they've got a, it's a shopping mall, and then the, in part of the shopping mall is an ammonia plant, and then we pump glycol around to do what we need to do. So I yeah. kind of think that's pretty freaking cool. That is cool. Yeah, um, obviously, we don't want two hundred and forty thousand pound of ammonia. Yeah. But so the likes of critical charge systems and reduced charge systems, and looking to say, okay, where's the benefit of me putting ammonia? In certain parts, I'm using that. If there's a benefit, I'm doing it. And I love ammonia. I've got tattoos of ammonia on me and the gauges and compressors and everything. But, yeah. but I won't put it where I don't need it. Yeah. You know, if there's people working on a, on a chicken line, taking chicken fillets out or chicken guts, what are they going to do if there's an ammonia leak in a facility? Yeah, nothing. So, so right. you're kind of, okay, well, can I limit that? Can I put a secondary in there? And okay, I can look at the temperature penalty I've got in doing that. But I can also design a better system to, to say, so I'm going to lose it in this temperature penalty here, but I'll gain it here or I'll no. gain it there. And and then look at the system overall and say, that's the most, the safest, most efficient. That's the best system I can give you. So uh, everything used to be, uh, I'll talk in degree C because it's easier for me to translate it than, than change it to everyone into F, which I'm still struggling with because I've done so <laughs> well. But like we, we put a central plant in and I'd have ammonia at minus 52, minus 38, minus six, plus two, and then plus 40. One system, different suction levels, two stage open flash systems, multiple temperature ranges in. And so, okay, that's the most efficient way I can do that job. Now yeah. I'm looking at the low profile to say, okay, 
I don't want to really start that machine on. Or if I'm doing my office air conditioning of a weekend and everything's shut down, can I throw that load onto a different temperature profile and save myself some power that way? Can I put so I don't need VFDs on everything? I'll put them one on each temperature profile. Mm-hmm. I don't need you know people are spending money on putting VFDs on on on. on fucking one and a half horsepower fan motors, but they've got the air pressure set at 90 degrees F. And I'm going, come on, guys, come on. Forget this bit, address this bit, Do you know? Yeah. And, and, and um, so let me ask that kind of thing. I, I want to ask you something. How do you feel about, have you ever done a plant that had all, like all VFDs on the evaporators? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Shite. Do you typically find uh, that I feel like the, so I've had this conversation a couple of times. I think I had it, I had it on Facebook and uh, I, uh, what I've noticed is that during when we all know that if you reduce the airflow across a coil, what happens? It's that you're not evaporating am- uh, yeah. ammonia yeah. and it's just going to flood the coil out. Yeah. And, and all these plants I've, I have started up three that was completely, everything had VFDs, every single yeah. evaporator and liquid management becomes Shit. damn near impossible. You brine, you brine all the coils and the, the people need to realize it's called an evaporator for a reason. Yes. It's, it's, it's called that. Yeah. And it's using the latent load. It's using that latent, that refrigerant's evaporating. That's where you get your duty from. That's the most efficient yeah. way of doing it. So if I flood the shit out of it with, with, and, and with, with ammonia or any refrigerant yes. and I'm just using sensible cooling because that thing, that stuff's not evaporating. Yep. Yep. I've wasted my time. I've wasted yeah. my time. So so people need to understand that and need to see, well, you know, that the problem is some of the energy side of things, they don't they love the word VFD. So and 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 and, and I like VFDs, but in a certain in a certain place. And it's not for me, it's not on evaporator fans. It's yeah. not. You can make I, I when I'm watching the plants and looking for energy savings and things like that, I'm watching how, how often the solenoids open and closed. Yeah. How, how, how the demand on the plant, that the the performance of the evaporator. Mm-hmm. And balancing the system, you go to too many systems, and all the valves are all set the same turns open. Yes, and, on a, and I'm going. That's physically. I'm good at designing the plants, but I'm not that fucking good. So, <laughs> so yeah. why has no one balanced that system out properly? And then I, I, I look at a massive plant. So I dealt with a, a plant in here in Dubai, and the water pumps. It was a district cooling plant, and the water pumps six thousand horsepower of water pumps. Oh, you know. Yeah. 30 miles of pipe work. So I'd make a change in the plant room and it'd take five hours to see a change out on the site. Wow. You know, heated. Massive plant, massive. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, and he's going, well, we've got VFDs off this pump. We've got VFDs off that pump. And I said, okay, what are you pumping? Well, we're pumping that office. We're pumping to the offices. We're pumping to the houses. We're pumping to a golf club. We're pumping to this. We're pumping to that. And each one of them has got a fan coil unit in. I said, so hang on. You've put a VFD on a pump. But you're wanting to see a change in that pressure from a system that's fucking you're dropping ten tons off a load off a of a ninety thousand ton plant, and you're expecting a VFD to to see it. Do you know yeah. you're dropping legs off the cooler? I said, think of your control philosophy. Think of instead of having modulating valves everywhere, just shut the fucking valve. Shut the valve. Yeah. At least the pump will see the dead head of you if you've shut that yeah. leg off. Yeah. Don't have because you end up with one valve that you know giving sixteen milliamps, one's giving four, one's giving the pump yeah. doesn't see the change. Mm-hmm. The pump's not seeing anything. Yeah. But they go, we've got a VFD, and I'm like, yeah, it hasn't fucking budged from fucking fifty or sixty hertz all day because <laughs> it's not. I'm like, if you bought it, you're not using it. What what, yeah. what was the point? So yeah. it's that kind of it's that kind of thing. If we you get people to look at it past it to say, do you really think that evaporator is working? Do you really think that you know that control philosophy is doing what you should be doing? Yeah. 
but they not don't... efficiently. And I, I don't, so that would be my solution. Like, I don't understand why we don't like if it, even in, even though it's sub cooled, I think that we could like it, me, you know, just a dummy out here in the refrigeration industry. I'm, I, I, I think that we, we've got, we have to find an efficient way to meter the amount of refrigerant going into the system. If you're going to reduce the, the the fan speed and, and air and, you know, people people misunderstand so if you're looking at the spiral freezer and you say okay it's 100 ton spiral that doesn't mean that it's always doing 100 tons if there's yeah. not 100 tons worth of load going into it you, mm. aren't, you ain't boiling off the, the yep. evaporation rate for 100 tons you're not physically not doing it so yep. all you do there is fucking brand the shit out of the coil that's yes. what you're doing yep you look at the, the, the likes of Evapco now are designing coils with the, the overfeed rates are like 1.2 to 1. It's not what it used to be. It's not your 3s, your 4s, and your 5s, right. and whatever. So people are starting to learn. Colmac are designing DX ammonia coils now. Now, they used to be pretty shit. They yeah. used to be. DX used to be awful. But because yeah. of the valves, things are better now. Yes. Think, so there's different solutions to, to, to and, and different costs. I understand there's different costs. But if you can design the system to say, that's the best, the best solution we can have. Yeah. People are spending R and spending millions on R and D to make it to make a solution. Yeah. And if that knowledge of why it should be used doesn't filter down, you may as well not have bothered. Yeah. You know. So I mean, that's true. Then you know, it's and, and, and it, we just need to get better. How we do it, I'm not saying I'm a fucking expert in anything else, but I know for the fact that I look, at, I look at certain problems and address it in a different way than typically other people address yeah. it. I'm yeah. saying, look, and and, and I want to know. I'll ask a tech. You phone me up and say, this isn't working, that's not working. I say, okay, tell me what your pressures are. Tell me what your temperatures are. So I'm automatically trying to build a physical, in my mind, yes. a, a pH diagram of how this plant's running. What's your yep. suction superheat? What's your discharge? What's your... I'm trying to plot that system in. Yep. And if I know how it's running, and I was like, okay, my discharge temp's up. What's your suction superheat? Your suction superheat fucking 30 degrees. And okay, that's why your discharge temp's up. Why? Yep. Well, you know, everything leads to something else. And if you've got the ability to look inside the pipe and to look at what's going on, you can do many, many things. Yes. And and so yeah, I, I, you know, I love the energy guys. I wish the problem being is a lot of the energy guys don't know enough about refrigeration. I'm not being yes. disrespectful about that, but they, they yep. don't. They don't. Yep. Um, it's how do you make all this together? How do you bring all this in? How do you get the brains of of the, the the top guys in the IIAR and how does all that filter through so that the youngsters coming through with the new cohorts coming through, we're all picking up this and fully understanding I'm doing this for this reason and then saying to a customer, that's the best job you can have. Yes. And then say, and if you do that, you'll save half a million a year. If yeah. you do that, you'll save two hundred, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then no, no one's at, you know, it's, the problem being is we're wrapped in with the same things as solar power. And then they go, oh, get your house solar or get your factory solar power. And they go, what's the payback? And they go, 22 years. You go, I'm <laughs> fucking dead. Who gives yeah. a shit on that? But if you yeah. say you do this and it's a three-year payback, they go, yep. shit, that's good. Yeah. And that, so so it's, it's having the ability to wrap that up and pass yeah. that knowledge on to the customer to say, that's what you need to do. Yes. So. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be more technical. So I've, I mean, I've just always had an, I don't understand why we have not come up with a better, so like I'm okay with VFDs, put in a, put a VFD. I'm definitely okay with them on compressors. I think that they have gotten better at trimming loads and ramping down yeah. compressors, but that it is still, I have yet to walk up to a, a, a ammonia system 
that has VFDs on it that doesn't flood back every time you shut it down. Yeah, it's, the, got a, it, it, it's, it's all in the setup. It's all in the control. And, and obviously things are changed. That's the good side of things now. Data is available so we can see things that we, we couldn't, we could, didn't have the ability to see. You can see plants running on your phone now. Yep. You can see things. So if you're setting it up properly and you're setting your VFD up properly, on a screw compressor, everyone knows the benefits of putting it on a screw. It's there. Some people yep. say put it on a recip. Not such the best. You know, yeah. There's certain applications where it's good. There's certain plants where it'll be a good solution. Yeah. But there's certain plants where it's it's a it's going to cause you more problems. So I've had it in the past where you've had to filter out certain frequencies because if you hang anything off off a piece, it becomes a bell. Yes. And if you get to that resonant frequency, the whole yeah. thing starts seeking. So I've had yeah. discharge pipes go. I've had, so all of a sudden you think, well, I bought the VFD, but I can't use it between 25 and 45 hertz because yeah. my thing shakes to bits. Yeah. And at a 15 and a 15 hertz, I may as well stop the fucking thing. And it's so you're kind of saying, okay, well, what am, what's my benefit on doing it? What so sometimes it may be better to have a, a smaller, medium, or large compressor instead of having two of the same size and putting VFDs on them. And you get yeah. a better operation between them. So you have to look at the, the low profile. What are we doing? What are we trying to achieve? That's yeah. the best solution for that. So I like them. I wouldn't put them on everything. Normally, if it's certain temperature profiles, say, okay, that's going to give me a benefit. Yeah. But there's nothing more efficient than switching the thing off. If I can get away with switching yeah. stuff off, I'm switching it off. Yeah. You know, um, so there's certain things, but but there's people that know all this. There's people that, you know, the dons of this world, the guys from Frick, the guys from FES, yes. the guys from GEA, they're there to help. Yeah. Um, do you know, we were also soft starts. I'm not a big lover of soft starts. I'm like, I either go Star Delta or VFD. Soft start, nah, kind of, no real benefit really? to No, I'm not. A, if you speak to the guys, they'll explain why it's not such a big deal. Soft starts, no, there's no real benefit in doing it. Yeah. Um, you're better off doing the, the, the star delta quick and getting it up to speed in the torque away and getting it done. Or if you put the VFD in, you're obviously limiting what the current tour is. But a soft start, you're just making things longer, quieter for yeah. longer. But it's yeah. still, it's still no, not really. So yeah. that's that's from the guys, you know, Frick will say the same. You've got to get that start and talk. You've got to do your equalized start and talk. There's things you have to do. And yeah. um, that knowledge needs to filter down. It yeah. doesn't, I don't know how we do it. I don't know. I, you know, I, I wanted to do it. I wish we weren't so insular. I wish yeah, we it, it's hard. I mean, but the thing is, is that you also have like generational gaps and you've got everything that like, I, I, I guess I don't really know how to put this in words. Like, I mean, there, it seems like even with my kids now, like I'm like, man, there, there's not, there's a lot of shit that they're hearing from like class and stuff like that. Like, and, and they're setting the tone or, or essentially the culture of, uh, of these teenagers. And I, I don't, it's hard for me to understand how that's going to affect our field. Like how, how yeah. people with those kinds of mindsets, are, I think, you know, I think a lot of it is. I think it's how it's obviously how you're brought up, and that, and, yeah. and, 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 and 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 what your influences are. Some people can be brought up and not be great, but they learn to be to adapt yes. to that and say, "I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be this guy." Yeah. You can be. I was lucky enough to be brought up. My mum and dad have been fantastic with me, and um, so I was. I was brought up with that, but now I'm instilling that into my kids. So I've got I've got three boys. One of them is in the UK. He's studying to do sports management, uh, but that's what he wants to do. But the other two are here, and. Um, the middle, you know, the middle one of the three, he's like, Dad, we said, you've done all right, haven't you? And I went, yeah, I've seen the world, yeah. He said, that's what I want to do. So what? even now, 
I've got them doing room calculations longhand, pressure, yes. temperature penalties, pressure drops nice. from longhand. Because I'm like, you could spend five years, you could go to college and you come out mountain of the earth. No, you can, you can do that. But you spend time with me and you'll, you'll come and you've got a future. And, and if yeah. you enjoy it, fine, I'm not pushing you to do it. But if you want to do it, and I was working, we were working in, in obviously, we were working in Dubai and a lot of the kids that went to school, all the dads were Emirates pilots. My dad's a pilot, my dad's a pilot. In the end, they were like arseholes to me. Everyone had a dad who was a, was a bloody pilot. And I was like, that's him to me. So I said, look, they, they're two a penny, them. There's hundreds of them yeah. doing what I do. Count on one hand. Yeah. Count on one hand. Yeah. And I said, and that's out of the whole. I'm getting phone calls from Saudi Arabia, from Jordan, from Egypt. I'd found, I, don't, I, used, I used to provide documents like a specification. So everyone quoted the same job. So this is what we're doing. Everyone's quoting the same job. These number of compressors, the manufacturers up to wherever. This three compressors, five compressors, whatever. And I've sent the documents out. And about six months later, my document came back from bloody Jordan or something or Morocco. <laughs> With just the names, same fonts, same drawings, same everything. I'm like, you cheeky bastards. <laughs> so it's it was just weird. It was <laughs> just literally word for word. I said that he hasn't even got the decency to change the font. <laughs> You piss taking bastards. Yeah. It was yours. It was mine. Same reference numbers <laughs> and everything. He said, We've got this. It was actually, I think Close Year, Close Year were quoting it. It was a job for Egypt or something. It was a yoga plant or something. Yeah. And I come back and it was my it was my documents. I was like, that's my same re- same drawing reference number and everything. <laughs> I'm like, you cheeky bastards. <laughs> so it's weird. The world's weird. The industry's weird. Yeah. It's it is it's crazy. It's a good industry, man. I mean, there's not. It's not. We're not going anywhere. And, yeah, and you are right. There's not. There. I, I don't know how we bridge that gap. Like uh, I don't. I hope. Like my son, he wants to work. Um, you know, and and he's 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 gonna get. I, I'm hopefully as soon as he turns eighteen, he's gonna jump in the field. I've I got him to read a books. Um, and he's going through them right now. And so whenever he has questions, he he asks me and. But it is, it's kind of scary. It's kind of it scary. Is. It's, it's hard, you know. I mean, we obviously, we're, 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 a, we're a union shop. We have union. And I don't know, that's different for me. We have we have yeah. union guys. Certain areas in the States have union. Certain, you know, I understand that. But, but I found out that the, the techs coming from the union side don't do industrial. They don't do any. So I'm like, well, how are they, so how are you learning that? And why, why the unions are massive and the strength of the unions is yes. there. Why aren't they tapping into some resources to say, we need to give these kids a better foothold on the ladder going forward. Yeah. We need to do that. And I, but I don't know, excuse me, I don't know how it's implemented or how it's done, but we should be doing it. Yeah. We should be saying to them, look, this is, you know, it's nice to put a bit of copper pipe. I still love, I, I used to braze and all kinds of things. So I yeah. used to love all doing that. And it's great that they can put pipe in and put, you know, that's, that's great. But if you open, then look, open up the industrial side, that's a totally different animal. It is. So, um, my my qualifications, I haven't got a qualification in refrigeration. I've got a qualification in electrical and electronic engineering, like a HNC. It's like a part-time degree. So when yeah. I started my apprenticeship, I'd done electrical engineering because they said at the time, they were quite forward thinking, we'll teach you the fridge because it's still the same. One end sucks, one end blows. But yep. the electrical side and the control side is developing faster than we can teach you. So go and do that. 
So I still do that now. So I still look at wiring diagrams and control philosophies and ladder diagram, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But we we need to be picking up on on filtering that you know the industrial side onto these kids to say, look, it's an avenue over. This is a, it still works the same, but yes, you see different things. What I tend to find is you'd see an engineer on on the commercial side would go and I think it's the expansion valve. I'll change it. I think it's the sunlight valve. I'll change yeah. it. I think it's the compression. And, and the customer goes, oh, there's a $1,000 bill. You can't yeah. do that with the industrial. You're like, yeah, we're changing this valve and it's 10 grand. You're like, yeah. fuck, it better be that valve. Yeah. It better be that yeah. valve. Yeah, no so shit. It's a different mentality. Um, I, I wish, I want that to start getting into the to the younger guys. And, you know, it's, it's a great industry. Yeah. great industry. It really is. And, and, there, and you can go far. And, yeah. and you can and, and you can travel and see the world and I mean there's not I've got friends that do international travel yeah. I've never done it um, but I've seen damn near every state you know yeah. and, and I've been in them two or three or four or ten or a hundred times yeah. you know depending on on what state it is and I mean there's not it it really is a good career path. But yeah, it's honestly it's you, good. Like I've I've been all over the Middle East. I've been all over the, the, the South America, North America. I worked in North America. I worked in a job in a, in Colorado years and years ago. I've, I've done a job in the UK, and they asked me to fly to Colorado to look at the solution there. So that was many many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot. I've done all kinds of stuff, and and, and you know it's it, it, traveling's good. Do you know I've been yeah. to Cairo? I don't I don't recommend anyone. It's not you're not missing anything to be great, but you know, to, 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 to land in Cairo, I must have been ten times. It's all past the pyramids, like yeah, okay. okay. You know, it, it's it's if 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 it was anywhere else, if it was anywhere else, they'd, they'd be like, we're not building anything anywhere near these things. Where this is our, they've got McDonald's around the corner and everything. It's fucking weird. It's weird. Like. And and me 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 um, me mum and dad said, oh, we want to go and see the pyramids, and I went, don't. <laughs> like, what? I said, it's a bit shit, really. It's a bit shit. <laughs> it's, um, you know, different, honestly, different cultures. And, then, you know, it's it's like the difference. I'm convinced the Egyptians never built them. I'm convinced of it. Yeah, I've it's got, probably, they, they say aliens built them. Yeah, they're, they're convinced <laughs> the Egyptians, because the Egyptians don't build anything. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you never built that. You never built that. <laughs> it's just, you really got somewhere else in. But um, it's so weird, you know, different people, Iran, Iraq, uh, Yemen. Afghanistan, um, Qatar, Bahrain, Jordan, Saudi, Pakistan. Golly, man. Yeah. You've never been concerned about traveling to those areas? No, I, at first I was. At first, when you know, you're, at first you're landing in these places and you're kind of like, oh, shit. I'm landing, it looks like a war zone. Because it's what yeah. you see on the telly. Do you know when it starts on like Fox or CNN, it says, and we're now on this, we're now on, on, on you know, filming on yeah. location in, in fucking Beirut or whatever. Yeah. And you go... Shit, it looks like a war. So when you land in there and you come out the airport and you think, shit, it was like a scene on CNN last night. So you kind of go, it's a bit dodgy this, but the people, the nicest people ever. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Different, different from Saudi Arabia, different to Qatar, different to Bahrain. They're all different, different cultures and all that. Struggle with Saudi. Saudi is difficult. Um, some of the nicest people I have ever met. I've worked in a, in, a, in Syria up in a place called Aleppo. And it's the, the world's most, is the oldest continually inhabited city in the world. So this city is over 2,000 years old. Wow. So when you go into doors, you, you're walking down a, a roadway or a, a pathway, and everything's very crammed in. I'm, I'm a big guy, and they, you know it's very crammed in. And when you go through the doorway to someone's house, 
the door may be may only be four and a half foot, five foot, and you have Holy to shit. crouch. You have to crouch to go in because you you're showing like reverence to the people whose house it is, so you kind of bend yes. down to go. Loads of stuff like that. So I have done a job in Alipo, and the guy they eat they eat their lunch or their dinner at like midnight. So oh, I'm working on during the day. And he says, "I'm going to take you for a meal." Okay. So he picks me up about eleven. He said, "I pick you up eleven o'clock." I'm going eleven o'clock. I'm in bed. Me me <laughs> me me me, me ass is eating me underpants by eleven o'clock at night. I'm starving, you know. And and I, I'm like, "What eleven o'clock?" He's like, "Yeah, that's what we all do." So he picks me up and he takes me to on top of this uh, this top on top of this mountain. And I'm sat on top of a restaurant, on, on, on the top, on the, the roof of a restaurant, looking over a citadel, which is like a big castle or a big cathedral, yeah, which okay. is 1,400 years old, all, wow. all lit. And he's chopping, he's, and he's got, he's ordered all the food and everything. And he's chopping tomatoes and goat's cheese and putting olive oil on. And he, this guy is the owner of the business, and he's feeding me. He's feeding, and I'm going, look, that, no, Mr. Simon, Mr. Simon, I can do that. So respectful, so so it's not wow. what you make out. And if you have that yeah. approach in life, ninety nine percent of the people are okay. Yeah, just the odd the odd prick. And but yeah. the problem is the pricks are the ones that can do the most damage to you. Yeah, but, but most of the people, honestly, I can say in, in 11, 12 years, I've met some of the great, you know, some really great guys. And, you know, so just and we can phone up and I go, remember that story? We we were in, we we were in. Um, in Iran, and we were going over the top of the of the mountain. So they got they got skiing in Iran. I didn't know that. There's the skiing resorts and everything in Iran. Yeah. So we we land in we land in uh, Tehran, and we've got to go to the uh, to the up to the Caspian Sea. So I've, I've paddled in the Caspian Sea. So we've got to go, but to get over there, you've got to go over this mountain. And we wow. land there, and it's fucking pissing down. The rain is coming down, lashing down. Yeah. And there's like four of us, and we're all big guys, and we're in this like Fiat Uno shitty little thing, like a little puddle <laughs> jumper. And we're in this, we're in this car, and the Iranian guy's driving, and the rain's getting stronger, and the windscreen wipers are not working. This, there's all we're going up this mountain, and the rain's getting worse. And then we get down the other side of the mountain, it's like a fucking cliff. It's like <laughs> a proper, you know. Yeah. And the car starts skidding down the hill. So the cheeks of my ass are gripping the seat tighter than anything. And we're hurtling down this. I'm screaming, oh, mate, screaming, thinking I'm going to die. The stories and the laughs we've had afterwards, we didn't. We kind of hit the side and went down the side. But the stories and the laughs we've had for that last 10 years. You know, yeah. last the, so it's those kind of things and those kind of experiences that you just don't get. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's just... I, do, I, do, I recommend to anyone, if you get a chance to go and see the world and meet people, do it. There's some yeah. lovely people out there. There's some yeah. lovely people. Just avoid the pricks. Yeah. You no, know, they, will, they will show their heads. You yes. know, I have I've had people who I thought were my friends who have, have shown their face, their two colours after a certain number of years to be complete pricks. Yeah. But they'll get, you know, it's, you know, what goes around comes around. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's one of the things that I've noticed is that you – if you can keep that attitude that the majority of people really are great people, you know what I mean? Everybody has great intentions. There's not, you know, that very rarely do you ever meet an, a, just an outright evil people. They most certainly are out there. Yeah. But if you can have that attitude that, you know, this person is not out to get you unless they've proven wrong yeah, or, or proven differently, um, you know, most people are great. Yeah, uh, and, and everyone's the same thing. Everyone's just trying to get on, and, and that's what you know. Sometimes I get frustrated by some of the some of the stuff you see on social media, 
and you'll see on one of the fridge Facebook page picture or whatever, a guy will post a picture and it'll be a guy next to a shitty plant room with a shitty compressor and and he won't have safety shoes on. He'll have like a whatever it is, a dish dash or whatever. And yeah. then people people will take the piss out of him because he hasn't got the health and safety or he hasn't got this. They've got no idea on what goes into building these facilities. And this guy is as proud as you or I of his job. This is his job. Yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't get paid a lot of money. You might get paid a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. You know, he, he, he may be maybe less than that. You yeah. know, but he's as proud as punch and he goes into work in his sandals and and he looks after his best of his ability to look after that plant. Yeah. And if you see that and you get to see that from the outside, and I've turned up to some places and gone, Oh my god, we've got to build this here. But yeah, you you know you you have to and and and, and um so it become you become more cosmopolitan, far more understanding. Yeah, um, and realizing that the world is a big, and just because the world's a big place doesn't mean that industrial refrigeration or refrigeration is only governed for the select few. Yeah, these the, some of these facilities, the likes of Adairist and and and, um, and Grade and that, they're putting in some of the biggest plants that you'll see. So I've been here two years now. I haven't seen a plant anywhere near the size of some of the stuff that I've put in in the Middle East. Anywhere near. Wow. Yeah. And then in if, you look at, if you look at my Facebook pictures, if you look at me LinkedIn, if you look at you see some of the plants there, you go, fuck, they're, they're, they're massive. And 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 they're not happening once a year or once in once in one country. A dearest may have ten of them on the go at, at any one time. Wow. And so they'll have four hundred men, they'll have their own welders, they make their own vessels, they make their own panels. They, you know, these guys are smart. Hans Reimacher, smart, smart guy, real smart guy. And then, you know, so but people don't see that. They see it, they see the guy who stood next to his Al fucking Micom or the Indian made Grasso RC RC nine or RC eleven with the orange painted head with that made out of shitty steel or whatever. They might see that and yeah. take you know and take but 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 still these guys are proud of it. I you know I've been I flew into Cairo so there was a problem on a two stage um I think it was eleven series and he'd been using hooky parts from somewhere else. They were made, you know, the, the bearings didn't fit the journals. He's like, we've Jeez. gone through five sets and I'm going, let me have a look at AOEM. Let me have no, and then and then when you get them and they didn't even look close. I'm like, it's not even the same thing. <laughs> Come on, guys. So, so you know, some of the stuff that you see, um, it's just crazy. It's crazy. So <laughs> accidents and things like that, you see, that you wish you don't see them, but you do. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just a just a nutty fucking world, but but it's been great to me. I have a laugh. I have a laugh every day. Yeah. It is a good industry, man. I I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, I do. I enjoy it. I meet great people. You know, I get to see a lot of shit that engages me. Like I'm engaged when it comes to refrigeration. Like I don't like when I see an issue, I can't have, you know, it's like a Rubik's cube where it's something that I want to solve, you know, and and I've got to go. You've got to, yeah, you've got to do it. That's on him. It's only two, was it 2001, maybe, maybe 2000, 2001. And I had a customer who had a, was putting a new spiral freezer in. And to put the spiral freezer in, to get the dwell time that he had, he was going to go and ammonia spiral freezer. So we said, well, to get the dwell time, I've got, to, I've got to take the roof off the factory because the, to, to get the dwell time that he needed and the, the throughput that he needed, the spiral was fucking tall, too big. So we said, I've got to take the roof off the factory and it's going to cost me X million to do it. So I went, and CO2 was just coming out, kind of getting big again. Yeah. And I went, you thought about going CO2? Because if I go CO2, I can drop the temperature, which might get away without taking the roof off the factory. Lo and behold, we've done the work, and it did. So 
sold, designed, sold, installed. The first, it was the first spiral freezer on CO2 in the UK. It must have been 2001, something like that. Oh, I made a ton of mistakes. So fucking ton. Not just me. We were buying, you know, the 40-bar machine had come out. So Sabro had been making a 40-bar machine for ages. Mycom had just started developing one. So we go, we actually flew to Belgium to go to a, a university to see the first Mycom 40-bar machines on test. We got the first ones out in the field. Had to put crankcase pressure regulators on them because you'd stretch the bearings and everything else. So we fitted every, installed it all, commissioned it. Mycom come over to commission it and we made a mistake. We didn't set the crankcase pressure regulators to the right pressure, stretch the bearings, machine smashed up. So, so we learned loads, things like... The cascade condenser, because on a, on a two-stage plant, your your low side discharge and your high side suction, they react the same. You can see it. Do you know, you see your low side, pick it into, get your intermediate pressure down, start your low side, you see the low pick up and your low side, your high side will pick up, both load up, both up. It's, it's, it's quite instantaneous. What you find with the CO2 sides is because you've got that temperature difference and you've got that heat transfer, the high side lags the low side. So whereas you design it for a, quite a tight TD, when you build yeah. it to that TD, it doesn't react fast enough. So you have to stretch things a little bit to give you the leeway to let the high side catch up with the low side loading. Otherwise, How do you, you do that? So you're just changing the TD. So instead of saying I'm going to design my, 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 my low side's going to go from minus 40 to 23 and my high side's going to be from 20 to 95, you'd have to stretch the intermediates or put more surface area in. Or to, you know, just give yourself a little bit of leeway for your high side to catch up with your low side. Yeah. Because it doesn't it doesn't happen straight away. Yeah. Then, but then this was it. This was in 2000, 2001. Things are developing now. So the shell and plate heat exchanger is now getting better. Yeah. Plate heat exchangers are now rated to 40, 50, 60 bar. Spray, yeah. spray, um, spray chillers like they made by a company called Hol- Holder and Andreasen. These things are fucking superb, but really expensive. But when yeah. it turns up, it looks like a nuclear submarine's turning up. You go, wow. <laughs> you know, this thing, t- it looks solid. Yeah. And then um, the shell, I had problems with the shell and plates. Because you've got sips on the low side, you get a pulsating flow. You don't see it, but you get a pulsating gas flow. And it would cause flexion in there. When the, 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 the discharge gas would go into the plates, the plates would flex a little bit. And over time, the plates would fail. Every three years, heat exchange is fucked. Every three years, heat exchange is fucked. Now, when you start to use screws and you don't have that pulsating flow, better. But the spray type of chiller or the type of heat exchanger that used in Europe, which is it's like a shell and tube type, you don't have that flexion of the plate. Yeah. So, so the things have developed, and things have developed in the design phases. Things have developed in the, the you couldn't get forty bar rated switches. You could get some things at forty bar. You couldn't get others. So we were having to buy petachem valves. We were having to buy petachem actuators. Now oh, you no. can get forty bar, fifty bar, sixty bar. Transcritical stuff. Fucking crazy. What is forty bar to psi? Six hundred. Six hundred. Fuck. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's some pretty serious pressure. It's I, not, I, 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 you think it is. That's the problem with our mentality is. We say 150 PSI, 200 PSI, 300 PSI, and we go, oh, it's high. But if you look at some of the oil and gas stuff, and they're running at 100 bar, you know, yeah. 1,000, you know, then you're like, shit, we're, we're, only, we're only playing. Yeah. We're only playing at this stuff. And, yeah, uh, especially the stuff that they're drilling. Like, I've yeah. heard, like, they can get up to, like, 16,000 PSI. Yeah, it's all about yeah, 110 yeah. bar and things. So, so when you, in, in all reality, we're not. All right, we, we deal with ammonia, and everyone goes, "Oh, ammonia, it's dangerous." 
if you've got 10 tons of anything, you know, 10 tons of R22, it's going to fucking kill you if yeah. that drops on you. So yeah. it's all relative. The ammonia side is dangerous, but it's not as dangerous as some of the other shit that people are yeah. pumping and fucking. Yeah. So it all, we, have to, we have to be clear and how we get the message across to say, look, we'll, we'll engineer the safety sides into this thing. We'll monitor what we're doing. We'll limit the charge. We'll limit where we put it. We limit how we use it. We limit how much we're pumping. That's where the Evapco's come in, the Colmax come in. Everyone's come in and trying to develop things to say, we're going to make a better system and a safer system for you. Do you know, I had, um, I've seen some of the stuff now that there's companies still using 134A and trying to tell me it's more efficient yeah. than ammonia and then an ammonia plant, and I'm going, no, it's not. Yeah. It might be more efficient than a badly designed ammonia plant, but like for like, if you've got a pound of 134A and a pound of ammonia, ammonia is doing a better job. Oh, so yeah. don't compare me. Don't tell me that that's the best solution with an air-cooled condenser and a VFD and an air-cooled fan compared yeah. to an adiabatic air ammonia system. Yeah. Ain't happening. Not yeah. on God's green earth is that more efficient than that. But it may yeah. be more efficient than a badly operated ammonia plant or a badly designed ammonia plant. But yeah. there's, there's, so we need to get past that. And, you know, um, we need to get guys who look, look at a problem and say, that's the right solution for that job. We understand your concerns. We understand what you're doing. We know what we're doing with this stuff. We will help you, and we will indicate to you what your paybacks are. We'll indicate to you how we're managing the safety. We'll, indicate, we'll, we'll develop all that for you. We'll do as much as we possibly can to allay your fears that that's the best approach. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what we should be doing. So the, the, the bodies, I know the IIAR are there and I know the, the RETA are there and all that. And I, I, don't, I haven't been too much involved in them, to be fair. I haven't, you know, I'm only new in the States. But, but that knowledge, how do you get that to filter out? And how do you, how do you filter out the bullshit? How do yeah. you filter out that? And, 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 and there's too much of that goes on. There's too much. I don't, you know, I can, people say that's a shit compressor, that's a good compressor to me. They're all good compressors. I can put a good compressor in a shit system. It just becomes a shitty compressor. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, you know, so, and people are terrified. If they've only dealt with Frick, they won't deal with DEA, they won't deal yeah. with F. They're not, you know, and, and it, that, that's not the case. How yeah. my comms, they make good machines. Now, they may be different. They may have their own little quirks and nuances, yeah. but they're not a bad machine. Just because you've had a bad experience one, look at what the fault was caused. Now, if you slug the shitload of liquid back, yeah. Some may have handled it better than others, but but why did you get the liquid back? Is your oil cooling right? Are you doing are you, what what what's your problem? I don't yeah. necessarily say you've got a shit compressor. I mean, that's funny because that's typically what you get from you get that whenever somebody doesn't understand what they're working on. And I and I've been guilty of that as as well, like whenever I was younger, but like now as I get older, I understand everything has a purpose. There's not even I've talked shit about my comms and I've talked shit about like I can't stand Parker Purgers. Yeah. You know, there's not, I hate Parker Purgers. Which I don't know if I'm gonna back down off of that. I just <laughs> come on guys, y'all gotta do a better no, job than that. Do you know there's like um if 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 the if the incest is there and the and and you and the, the, the drive to go forward is there, you can go to the likes of Frick or Grass or anyone and say, right, I wanna know what's different about your compressor to their compressor. And why is yours at that particular temperature range or that pressure difference? Why is that better than this? Why is why, that, that Dom was talking about balanced pistons and those kind of things? Why? How does that work? How does the labyrinth seal work? And and if you can understand 
pressure goes high pressure to low pressure and temperature. If you can understand how the labyrinth seal works on a balanced piston, what, what load you're trying to take off and why, why Vilta will sell their machine on, on part load efficiencies rather than on VFD operations because it's not very good on VFD. Yeah. Because the balanced piston stops working. Yeah. So yeah, if you understand I've, that, then, then there's things that you can do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of uh, – they all have their own advantages. They do. And you've just got to figure out where what what each one is. And then once yeah. you do that, you can you have a solution for everything. There is, yeah. And some of the, some of the sales guys, even some of the sales pitches, some, some of the compressor manufacturers will make claims that if you understand the system, you go, eh-eh, bullshit. And you can call it bullshit because they can't physically get the duty that they're saying they're getting out of it, out of that sweat volume or that economizer duty or that oil temp or whatever it is. You can, if you understand it, and there's guys who do understand it, to say, yeah, that's called bullshit on that. Yeah. That's not saying it's a bad compressor. I'm just telling you it's not doing what you're saying it's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, so there's, there's, there's fucking loads. There's loads to learn. I learn every day. I learn every day. Damn. It's cool. Well, cool. dude. I'm boring as well. Don't get wrong. I'm boring as well. I talk fridge. All, you know, this is all <laughs> I do. I get up, I go to work, come back, I read. You know. Yeah. Same thing here. Same yeah. thing here. All right, dude. Well, we are at a man. Shit, this is uh, this is probably the longest podcast that I've had. Yeah, we probably haven't <laughs> talked about anything. So it's you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't. Hey, these guys don't care. They enjoy listening. Yeah, to banter I'm fun, you know, I've got some stories. I am. I'm. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I've got some horror stories and you know things. We got to bring that on Facebook. We should do a podcast on horror stories. You know, like, you know the guy stripping the cable with his teeth was a was a favorite on Facebook the other week. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, he's dead. But you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah, lesson so, in that is don't 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 strip a live wire with live your with teeth. your teeth. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like a good idea at the time. But yeah, listen, <laughs> you're doing a great job. I don't know how you get the platform. You need to get more people involved in the platform. You get yeah. You know, um, man, yeah, I'm gonna keep at it. Great. Just keep at it. Keep slogging away. It's like uh, yeah, your beauty refrigeration's answer to Joe Rogan. Damn, that would be badass. That's yeah, I just want to cut of it. I just want to cut it. I'll come on for comedy value, and I, but I want to cut of it. <laughs> there you go. That's what <laughs> we'll have you on for next time. The comedy value. <laughs> so we probably haven't talked about shit. We probably bought, but you know, it's. Um, I have to apologise to my mum and dad for swearing a lot as well. I've been swearing a lot. <laughs> so, um, but my mom and dad ain't listening. No, so, so it's oh, um, definitely not. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you know? I'm, I'm, anytime you want to chat, I'm, I'm here. I've got stories, experiences, job. We've never discussed heat pumps. We have just loads of shit we haven't talked about. But yeah, yeah if you need me, I'm here. Yeah, for sure. We'll do it again. Okay. All right, Simon. Listen, good everyone out there, stay you. safe. You stay safe. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Thanks, dude. Have a good okay. night. I'll speak to yep. you soon. See ya. So, bye bye. Bye. All right. Um, so that was a great conversation. Um, so I, I'm definitely going to have Simon back on. You know, he he brings a lot of expertise to our industry, um, and he's just a character. You know, he he's definitely been around the world, um, seen a lot of stuff that is just really fucking cool. You know, I never really got to do any kind of international travel, but it's something that I did want to do. And so I'm kind of living vicariously um, <clears throat> through Mr. Clark. 
All right, so I'm going to wrap up this episode. Um, I wanted to make sure that I get this out tonight, which is Wednesday. If any of you guys um, want to be on Inside the Pipe, if you feel like you have some important thing to discuss or something to bring to the industry, please do not hesitate to reach out. Um, my email is josh at insidethepipe.com. All right, y'all have a good and safe night, day, weekend, whatever it is. See ya.